Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Tip of the Tower podcast, and we got some Blue Jays talk right now. Um, before we get into some serious Blue Jays talk, we got a very serious uh, subject we do want to talk about, and it is is an emotional one. Uh, Roy Halladay, I mean, if you've been living under a rock, which, I mean, nobody's, <laughs> I don't think many have been. Uh, we all know that Roy Halladay did pass away last week, and this past week there was the memorial service, and... I've never been more emotional in my life than seeing his wife make that speech. I mean, it's it's still like when I when I talk about it, when I think about it, it just it, yeah. it breaks my heart. I mean, it doesn't seem real. It's just like the fact that I you, mean, I said that when Doc left, when he retired, it was like we didn't lose Doc. We would get Doc back at some point. You know, he's done so much for let's just forget about, you know, like his time with the Phillies just his time as a Jays great plus all the charity work that he did you know he was at all the alumni events and stuff like that too we we thought that we'd get him back he was he was a good person for the community but you know he seemed larger than life yeah. and uh it's like it's still a weird feeling the fact that you know that the Jays lost a great yeah, and it's because first off, the Jays are not a—they're not an old franchise yeah. compared to other teams. So to lose somebody like this, who's forty years old, I mean, just... and like he was he, to me, even before he died, he was a first ballot Hall of Famer. You yep. know, his prime—you know—he's one of the best. Well, I would say the best pitcher of the the two uh, thousands from. Start to finish. Certainly the best pitcher in the AL East. Yeah, and I mean, you in made AL, those Yankees look like they were nothing. They Derek Jeter was flat-out ass, who was the hardest pitcher, and he didn't even finish the question, and he said Roy Holiday. Um, you Doc, know, Doc was unbelievable. When he started a game, you, you like you were under the impression that like he was going to finish it. Like Very rarely was he ever you know out of the game before six innings. This is something that, you know, more pitchers are accustomed to like pitching shorter games because the bullpens and yeah, like the bullpens are better, and you know the more that that you see a pitcher, the better you'll do. You know, like your first time, you'll do better than you know the fourth time. And Doc just it seemed like he got better as the games went on. Like, yep, I think it's because of his routine. It's yeah. just the way he trained. Is consistent. His is unbelievable. It was just consistency. There was never a time where he would break his his yeah. routine, and that allowed him to remain consistent. I wrote in, uh, I wrote three. I never wrote so much about Holiday. I mean, it's too bad I never had a chance to write about him when he was pitching. Yep. But his 
best moments. I was looking at his. I was looking at like categorizing his best moments with Toronto. His last two starts were complete game shutouts. Not just that, he drilled Ortiz. He. <laughs> I watched that game. I had we well Sportsman had those highlights of yeah. his, and I like that Jamie Campbell mentioned that because Lind. I, I don't remember how young he was, but he was pretty like he's not. He was the new, lumberjack yeah. that we know today, but he homered in his first three at bats, and then Papelbon drilled him, and then the next day it was like the first time that. Doc saw Ortiz, and it was like, you know, he drilled Ortiz. Yeah. And not many pitchers have the have the cojones to do that. Not you just say like the balls. <laughs> and he was just. I like saying cojones. Fair. He, and he was dominant, like those last two starts. It was like. Yeah. And the Blue Jays hat, I mean, when you throw a complete gate show, you expect you're going to win. But I would hope you win. <laughs> you'd hope you win. Yeah. But. The Jays won, I think, twelve nothing against the Red Sox. Yeah, and then they beat the Rays. And they beat the uh, no, it was the Mariners start. at home. Okay, yeah. yeah. His last start at home was was uh, against the Mariners. His last start was against the Red Sox in Fenway. And just when I was looking back at these moments, like he threw a ten inning complete game, and didn't just do it once. Nope. Like. We have a hard time finding pitchers that can a stay healthy and can throw seven innings. The Blue Jays now, and I mean, like you could, you can get a pitcher to throw seven innings. You can just you wouldn't win. <laughs> nope. Right? Yeah. And it, I think it just speaks to what Toronto had when he was here, and it just pains you because he is the one guy that deserved a championship. Yeah. Um. And just the way he worked, fans. Players alike would say, you know, we went to the dome for like a stadium thing. I mean, not a stadium, like a charity thing or blah, 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 blah. And we would see this guy like running stairs. And then players would say, you know, like he was always the first here. He would leave before guys got in, right? And he was sent down all the way to Dunedin. He yeah. had to re, like, what, what top prospect does that? Like, what, what guy that's taken in the first round goes, yeah, okay, fine, I'll. I'll go down all the way to single A and have them reteach if me. If that happened thing. nowadays, he wouldn't be back. Yeah, right. And it's like he learned. I, I don't feel like he just learned how to play baseball. He learned how to be a baseball player. Yep. Um, you know, and just everything that he's done, like everything seemed calculated. Um, there was this one. I don't remember who said the story. Maybe it was Vernon Wells. Maybe it was um, Orlando Hudson. But. This was back when they were all with the Jays, and I remember hearing the story about how you don't ever speak to Doc on a start day. Yeah. And um, and you respect that. No, yeah. And uh, so I don't remember who it was again. Like, the, this was a story that I saw, like, a long time ago on maybe Sportsman or something like that, and um, one of them ran into Doc, and uh, Doc, like, stared at them, like, blankly and, like, walked away. Was and this Shai Davidi? I know Shai Davidi wrote about this too. Yeah. Like he had the same thing. Yeah, and it was yeah. like, so what does he do? And it's Doc fucking doing Sudoku in his head. Like that's how in the zone he gets. And he was like a yeah. pitching like robot. And I think you know a large part of what allowed him to get back to the majors. I think when uh, when he passed was his wife. Yep. His wife bought. I believe they she bought that book about. Um, it was the basics of pitching. The mental ABCs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. And 
you know, just the two of them, they did it together. And you, you got a good sense of how they were as, well, how much she meant to him. Not just how much she meant to him. Well, Personally, mean, just but just on his career too. A fan of the Jays, you knew Brandy Halliday's name because she was always part of like the Lady J food drive. This and this, like yeah. right, like yeah. she was always there doing stuff with Roy too. And it wasn't like, yeah, like she's tagging along. She, like, she was actually part of the community as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, their dedication to not just their craft, but to being like good people was just. I mean, that's what made them greats in Toronto. Like, yeah. You can play well, but, like, they were genuinely good to everybody that, like, ever came across him in Toronto. And then on top of that, like, it was, like, he's, I would say, the greatest pitcher of all time in Toronto. Yeah. Hell, in August, I said, you know, he's the greatest Blue Jay of all time before. Alomar. Bat- and- no. Like, I had um, I had Batista second. Wow. Right here. There's a great, um, you were just touching on Halliday's game day prep, and Casey Jansen uh, the night that it was announced that Doc had passed, uh, Casey Jansen was on 590, and he talked about a story where he had, I'm not sure what kind of a gun it was. It might have been one of those uh, where you shoot the, like, sticky darts. Okay. One of those, or, like, a BB or a pellet gun. And he shot Doc with it as a joke. <laughs> uh, like, shot him in the leg or something. He, he didn't know at the time that it was Doc's start day. Oh, so he said, "I'm. I can't directly quote him as what he said, but he said I had my bags packed that night and I was ready to be flown out because I knew, I knew Doc was gonna kill me." <laughs> so yeah, so this is what my list was on August 29th. It was Doc, Batista, Delgado, Steve, and then Alomar, because I mean, people like to wait a person's status, you know directly correlated to how the team did. You can't fault Doc for being on shitty teams. No, you can't. Doc made those teams good teams when he started, right? Look at the rosters he was on. It doesn't matter which team he faced. If Roy Halladay was starting a game for your team... You were winning a game. You were pretty much almost guaranteed to win. You had a chance. I know. A real good chance against that. And this was like the very mediocre Toronto teams, right? I know Doc We're not talking about the ones that had Carlos Delgado and Vernon Walls. They were... It was the ones that had, you know... The Troy Gloss. (laughs) Lyle Overbay. Yeah, like those uh, Scott Rowland. Yeah, where they were kind of trying to cut back on payroll and still try to be competitive. Which at that time, for Holiday, I know he never wanted to come out of a game, and many people have said as much. But he really didn't have a choice because the relievers weren't that great. I mean, a couple of the Jays relievers turned out pretty well uh, at the time. Was it uh, Fraser, uh, Scott Downs? Uh, a couple of those guys did well, but like. If Halliday didn't pitch well into a game, it was like either Miguel Batista or Brandon <laughs> League was coming into the game. Yeah. I wonder what it must have been like to be a reliever on a day that where Halliday started. Because, I mean, these guys have their routines, but it's like if Doc's starting, it's like, all right, I'm just Ver- going to go. Vernon Wells said he wanted to take a lawn chair like, out to yeah. center field when Doc started. And and it's it's not like, <laughs> like he was that. just dominant. It's the fact that, he, well, I mean, he's a ground ball pitcher, right? So it's like mm-hmm. Vernon Wells can take a lawn chair because it's like it's like – Something that um, that um, Orlando Hudson said was, I credit Doc with my first gold glove because he always had me working, right? Yeah. Like, you couldn't get anything going against him because it was just like ground ball, ground exactly. ball, ground ball. I, I wanted to ask you guys, I mean, I'll tell my story after, after you guys give yours, but I want to know where you were when you heard the news. 
So I was trying to get work done, you know, You're very distracting. Working. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to work. I'm like, it's not working. So, like, you know, like I'm, like no I'm trying to off. think of stories. I'm something. trying to like contact sources, and no one's getting back to me, and this and that. And, like, it's frustrating. And then, stuff. They're probably like, kid, take a break. No, no. Well, I mean, like, it's. Anyways, um, so I check my phone, and then I see the word plane, and then. Roy Holiday and I was like that's weird you know like the, I mean like it's obviously not our Roy Holiday and then I was mm-hmm. like oh wait plain Roy Holiday you know because we we know how much he lived his life outside of you know baseball and then it was like we don't know if this is him but it's his plane and then when I saw that it was his plane it was like this is him like it's just a matter of time so I found out at 3.15 that's when the first thing happened and then they had a press conference yeah they had a press conference yeah and then I couldn't do anything at all. Like I was just like refreshing my Twitter timeline, just you know, and I didn't get anything done that day other than just going back and watching old like videos. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. even the next day I was still watching. And then I always wanted to buy one of the older jerseys, you know, the ones that they wore in the like not the ninety eight ninety nine. I was gonna say not the black. Oh, no, the, no, no, not the black one. Those are really nice. The, the only blue ones, and, the blue and red yeah. ones with uh, the old blue or jersey. the white one and okay. um, the all white, yeah. Um, I told myself I need a Delgado one or a Holiday one, and the only ones that that, that like I could ever find were game used ones. Yeah. And then Wednesday night, I told myself I don't care how much it is, I'm buying myself a game used Royal Holiday jersey. And then, lucky enough, there's a guy that was like selling them just because I guess you know they're lucky. probably pretty valuable. No, well, he uh, – so I bought one that wasn't a game used because he had them for sale, I guess. Um, cool. And it was, like, this place that had, like, super, like, retro jerseys. So I spent 250 bucks on a Royal Holiday jersey. You know what? I, if, it's priceless, honestly. Considering how much of a fan I know you are, I would probably do that too. And, I mean, I like, I actually met him last year. And uh, wow, it was funny because um, they had this thing where it was, like, the first – 300 people on the flight deck get passes to go to the alumni signing. And I don't care about, like, the giveaways, this and that. I'm old enough, and I write about it now, and I hope to have this as a career. It's like, I don't care about that kind of stuff. But then I was like, Doc's there? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, And you guys know I live in Brampton. I woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning, got down to the Rogers Center at 6.30, and I waited from 6.30 to 11.00. And we were one of the last people to, to get our wristbands. And then I remember, so it was like Tim Lin, he was like the lesser, like, cared about one. There was Guzman, um, Henke, Steve, Henkin, wow, and a, Holiday. Geez. So obviously they put Roy Holiday at the end. And it was funny because it was a line, it was only 300 people, but, like, it was a table, and you would have to walk down the table, sign, walk down yeah. the table, right? They've done those at the Eden Center before yeah. I've seen. So, and all of the alumni except Steve, like, genuinely seemed happy to talk to people. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah like, what's right. And then I remember just feeling my heart in my chest, seeing Doc. And I was like, oh, my God. The, you know, like, that's Roy Holiday. And then Pat Hankin looked at me and was like, huh. And I was like, don't worry, man. Like, I know that you, that you won your Cy, you won your Cy Young too, but, like, that's Roy Holiday. And, like, like he respected He's got to understand also the age thing too. Yeah. 
No, no, but like, I think Hankin won his in Are you 96. To say you big time Pat Hankin. Yeah, but no, yeah, I did, I did, I did. <laughs> but how Hankin reacted, he, he laughed, but he knew that, like, he it was knew. like, the guy beside him is, is the show. And then I see Roy, and I'm like, hey. And Roy's like, hey, man, like, how's your day going? And I was like, it's, it's great now. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, and then yeah. he, he signed the picture, and, like, he handed it back to me, and I was, like, shaking, like, and, like, I don't usually get, like, starstruck because it's yeah. like, you know, like, it's just a person, right? But Roy just seemed genuinely, like, warm. And, and like, obviously, yeah. like, that's, I, like, I can't say that that's who he is because it's just, like, a five-minute, like, thing. Yeah, yeah, a couple of you get. But, I mean, like, we were at the end of the line, too, right? So it's not like, you know, like, it was the first guy that, like, he was, like, super happy to see. It was, like, he's telling his kids, yeah, well, because we, like, his kids were there playing catch on the field behind us. Yeah. And it was like he was just warm to everyone, just like looked them in the eye, like, you know, like smile, handshake. And like, I still have that picture at home and like, I'll never let go of it now. Like, and I, I'm yeah. probably framing the jersey and putting the picture with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, like, I'm happy I got to meet him like at least once. Yeah. You, you, a guy like that, like when, when those news, like the news like that breaks out, most of us, like me, would regret saying, if I had a chance, like probably had had a chance to meet him or, you know, do what you did, go out and try to win line. And you say, you know what, maybe another time. There's always another time. Yeah. And then guess what? I mean, what? like, this is, like, this is Roy Holiday. And it's like, yeah. I don't really care about, like, autographs like, or this or that, but, like. It's Roy Holiday. Like, it's. The franchise greatest player, of course, I like, I want to yeah. meet him. Austin, uh, get your get Yeah, your story. Uh, that day I was going into work. Uh, you and I met up for That's a little right. bit that you day. You and I were together that and day. And grabbed a coffee with somebody we knew from school. Um, and I, the first thing I saw was honestly Richard's tweet saying, please don't let it be Doc, <laughs> I believe is what you said, or Roy yeah. or whatever. And I, what is what is Richard talking about? What the hell is going on? Because I don't, I'm not an avid Twitter checker. Really. I'm not either. Well, I know none of <laughs> none of us are just scrolling through our phones on Twitter. But I, what I'm, I'm trying to say kidding. is, I'm just kidding. I'm always on Twitter. I'm, unless I get the update, I'm not really keeping up with trends, especially since I'm on the way into work. So that got me looking through, and then I see all these tweets: plane belonging to Roy Halladay has crashed, no incident on the suspect. Then as the news starts rolling out, um, I mean, I I work at 590 um, as an intern right now. I don't mention it on this podcast, obviously. But now I have. <laughs> now you just did. Um, but I mention it because it was an instant reaction of, like, I want to just cry. And it sounds weird because you shouldn't have that much of an emotional attachment to a sports figure because you don't know them. But You're as, all personally like a family. Like exactly. That. But, Richard, you still go to a lot of games now. Um, I had season tickets last year. Exactly. Um, a lot of games is, a sta- is not the best statement. You went to almost every game. I used to go to a good chunk of maybe 25, 30 games when I was little um, just because my parents wanted me to get out and experience it. So Roy Halladay was the Blue Jays for me growing up. It's like I don't want to say anything, but like Matt Sundin was my life growing up as a Leaf fan. It's like losing Matt's because he was the face. Yeah. So, uh, And I mean, like with all due respect to Matt, it's like, Matt's was good, but Matt's he was isn't never really. like considered on that best on the like. No, he was a good the best player, of right? an era, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And Ho- and Holiday—that's just the closest know, comparison. Was, yeah, no, of course. Uh, and 
and like that's why it hurts so much because Matt was also my idol, but like yeah. the Jays are like are part of my like identity, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 part of your Twitter, but right? Like, like, yeah, you like are. The, but the, the if Richard's J- not J- tweeting about the Jays, is a problem. I I bring up five ninety because I I work that night, and the job of mine is to listen to all the interview guests and cut the audio. It's difficult because this happened right before. Bob McCowan was supposed to go yeah. on the air, I believe. He was brought with it midway through primetime sports that Roy Halladay was dead. So it was hectic in our newsroom. Um, but then you hear right off the hop, they have Buck Martinez, Greg Zahn, who it turns out Jamie Campbell contacted. He had not heard the news until five minutes before he got on the radio. Oh, that must have been tough. He was hunting in the woods in Peterborough, I believe it was. And Jamie Campbell called him and said, hey, Doc's, Doc's dead. And both of those men coming on the air, and they were crying through their yeah, words. Like, like I don't like Zahn just for like a lot of reasons, but yeah. like he was like he, he was, was Roy Halladay's catcher. Yep. Like, like he started crying before the memorial, and it was like, yep. like he, he must he, be just crushed because like we knew the guy as a guy that we looked up to, but yeah. he was his catcher. That's like losing your best friend, and the but same as right, losing your best friend. Like I much. mean, like I don't know the bond between a pitcher and catcher. But, like, it must be, like, especially the work that Doc did. Yeah. Like, him and Zahn must have been close because, like, how do you just pitch to someone that you don't really and, uh, Buck, know that And Buck well, was right? Holiday's pitching coach for a while with the Jays back in the early 2000s, I believe. Or he was with the organization and worked with Halliday for a bit because mm-hmm. he was a catcher, obviously. Yeah. But just hearing all those, like, right off the hop, hearing all these, all these people that knew Doc just crying and just holding back tears, talking about him and what a yeah. person he was, that was really difficult for me. What got me, is, oh, what got me um, as well was um, at the service, uh, Carpenter. That was like before that Brandy was great... went on. Like we know who Chris Carpenter is. We, yep. But like just the stories that Carpenter told us, it was like Doc was crazy person outside of baseball yep. too, and it was just like I can't imagine what the people that actually knew him felt because. We lost, like, a superhero, a superhero that, you know, treated everyone as if he was, like, sorry, as if they were his equal. And then you see these guys talking about their friend, and it's like, you know, baseball lost not only a legend, but, like, an ambassador, right? Yeah, we don't don't talk about, or we don't know Doc. We've touched on this, obviously. We can't talk in the same regard as what they did, but, like, I mean, the first the first thing I remember about Doc, and we, we want to touch on personal stories here and just talk about what we thought of the guy. I mean, the first time I remember seeing, or the thing I remember most about Doc was we talk about his work, work ethic. I was at a Jay's youth clinic. I don't know if either of you have been to the ones where they do like the, pat, the catch, yeah. run, and hit or whatever it used to be called. I was doing one of those, and I look up. While I was doing this clinic, they were doing drills, and I see a man running the yeah. stairs of the 500 level. A lot of people have those stories. I'm and like, I think this man is insane. The 500 level is 30 rows. Listen, I don't straight up. I'm a huge Jays fan, but I will not go anywhere above the 15th row of the 500 level it's, if it's not it's opening scary. day or the playoffs. It's screwed because that's steep as hell. It's just. Like the incline there, I I cannot walk down without holding onto the thing. I've done. Yeah, I've scary. been in one of those seats. It's not not, it's not pretty. Fun. It's and, not fun. And Roy ran that. Just yeah. And that's that's what I remember. It was just I I, I had to go over to my mom because she was there when I I must have been like six or seven probably. And I said, "Who who is that running?" And she goes, "Oh my God, it's Roy Halladay running the stand." I'm like, 
And I mean, he's playing today. Why is he running the stairs? And then you hear all these stories about Doc's workout, and it's like, oh, well, that's par for I the mean, course for Doc. His dedication to his craft was just unmatched. Yep. And I mean, just hearing the stories about like everything that everyone has said was. He was he he's at the top of the league, but he also deserved to be there. Yep, he had the absolutely. talent, but like it was like he never took anything for granted just because I mean he went down to single A and it seems like because of that, you know, it was the fear of baseball. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. I mean, we can't discount his time with the Phillies either. I mean, pitched a perfect game in the regular season. He was only the second pitcher ever to throw a no hitter in a postseason game. In his first ever postseason start yep. he throws a no hitter <laughs> that yeah, that's fine you know pretty just, mediocre that's just right? a, a normal day in the <laughs> and, i mean we w- we waited for like what would roy do as soon as he got there oh didn't have to wait didn't throw a perfect game because i don't know who yeah. everyone was expecting was, a perfect game he just came up short of that he, only a only a no hitter i mean just and that's why i like i was angry that he that i mean could you imagine if the primes of Batista and Holiday coincided? And then they had a guy. Because and those had... both were world beaters, right? And, you know, I'm, you know, as a Jays fan, I'm happy that we got to see Batista not only have his moment, but have one of the greatest moments in league history, right? Because, you know, like, I said this a lot about Holiday, that, like, I want him to have this moment with the Jays. And then... What was that? No, no, don't worry. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, and we never got to see it happen with Doc, but I'm happy that we got to see Batista, you know. Like, I was at game one of the Jays-Rangers in 2015, and Batista, yeah. he crushed a homer, and the Jays lost. And I was like, you know what? I'm happy that I got to see him homer. And then I was there for game five, and I was like, you know what? I got to see him homer in game one. That was cool. And then he, you know, that was a f- like almost a yeah. franchise-defining moment. I was, I was there at the wild card for yeah. the for Orioles yeah. one. And, uh, and Edwin, right? Edwin and Bautista hit a home run. Oh, yeah, Bautista. Don't <laughs> home... forget that he hit a home run earlier in that game. Like, in the yeah. second inning, yeah. Um, yeah, it's the same with Bautista. I was at the Game 5 ALCS. ALCS, was it, against the Indians? Game 5? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, was... And the Jays basically <laughs> got no hit in that game. And then oh, you came game, to my section, and I didn't say Richard, anything. That's the just... most dejected I've ever seen you in my life. Uh, for good reason. That was a sad night. But the what I'm what I, point I'm trying to make is uh, they basically got no hit in that game. But Jose Batista came out and hit a double. I almost cried in the bottom of the ninth, and that I, is the loudest well, I have ever heard a sporting venue in my life. There was the whole great season. There's a whole all right, let's rally. But then there's a whole this could be the last time we see Jose. Yeah, that's what that's and what then he, was he hit the double, and people acted like it was a game winning double. And then I, I was like, I don't think I've I've never. Hugged another person at a sporting event. There was some random dude oh, sitting beside me. I was I've like, "I've done that so yeah. much. <laughs> Past three years, I've done that so much." Fair oh enough. my god! Well, I don't go to as many. Richard hugs. <laughs> Richard's hugs don't mean anything anymore because he just yeah. gives them out like. Uh, anyone candy. can get it right now. Anyone, except Austin. No, All right, you can. So, bringing back to holiday for a second because I want to bring up my. You story. get my hopes up and then just crush <laughs> them. Um. So as Austin said, we were together uh, grabbing coffee. I wasn't. I just met them. I had just gone to. Sportsnet in yeah. the second was, floor was where the Tim Hortons is. Uh, yeah, it was my second day there. So my first oh. day was like like my second day at Sportsnet was the day Gordani passed away. Ooh, that was uh, stop working yeah. at Sportsnet. You guys. Yeah, just... I'm the harbinger of bad news. Apparently, wow. Was... 
And uh, so we get there. Like I said hi to, you know, said hi to my friend that, you know, we hadn't seen in a while. And then I looked down on my phone. This was uh, just after 3.30. It was like 3.35, 3.40. I looked down in our group chat that we have. We have a group chat. And it said, the guy wrote in the message, uh, oh, there's this report about a plane that belonged to Holiday that crashed. I hope it's not him. And just in that moment, you know this is this is serious. So then I, I looked at us and I looked at, at my friend and I said, I think I better get up to the office. Like my shift started at four. I was in the office like within two minutes. Like I was there 20 minutes early. And what I remember just from that day was I heard the news, you know, before the news even broke out, like Sportsnet, so I work on the digital desk. So whatever goes down on sportsnet.ca, like that's the area I'm in. All right, guys. It's cool. And I don't work at Sportsnet. <laughs> I just have this folder you to show. We don't get there one day, Richard. But um, so I get there, and like they're they're in game mode. Like it's almost like a, a war zone because you're preparing for the worst. Yep. Which is it's hard. It's no. It's it's to say to say that it you no. Know, it's rough, but like they they were saying you know are we do we have the tweet ready? Do we have a picture ready? Like. It had not even been confirmed yet. That's it's, yeah. it's the unfortunate the, side of news. It's the unfortunate side of news, but it's what I respected of that day because yeah. well, I mean, they did it in a way that like, this isn't my. I mean, this isn't the same thing, but you know, like I do, be pro Toronto, and I was like, I have to pick, you know, a good picture, yeah. a good caption. I'm not using oh, fucking emojis. You know, it's more like just something time or like appropriate. Taste, yeah, like something tasteful, something appropriate. Not writing too much, just 1977 to 2017, right? Yeah. And I mean, like that, like that must have been crazy to like actually be like in a newsroom. Like I was just at my table, just like, you know, like he's dead, yeah. right? Like, yeah. It's like we we like the tweet that set what got sent out was we joined in can with can all all of Canada in the morning of Roy Halliday. It wasn't even Roy Halliday is dead. Like the way they did it, I had a lot of respect because. These people knew what what this news meant. It wasn't just some per you know, any per, like Toronto athlete. This was one of one of the greatest, I would say, modern day Toronto athletes. Yep. And sure. I I remember being there, and like my job mainly at the at the at Sportsman is to grab you know news stories and put them out on the. We call it the wire service, like Canadian Press, Associated Press. Just yeah. put them on the website. So I would, you know, I would still do that because, you know, you can't just shut down a website. Like, they had their, if you were on Sportsnet that day, you saw, like, everything was, the homepage was basically Roy Halliday, whatever was. Yep. Um, so I remember I was just picking stories, and right beside me is Ben Nicholson-Smith writing his piece on Halliday. And I could see it in his face, like, it's hard because, I mean, they don't have, they're not supposed to have an emotional attachment to these sort of things but just the sense I got was just he knew the I wouldn't say that he was emotional because he wasn't but it was that he was being respectful and he knew what this moment was like and yeah. how how intense it was like I, I basically when I when like when we were basically done with as much of the content that we could get out we all kind of like took like a breath like a like holy yeah, like, I mean, it's weird because it's like exactly like you said. Like this isn't just any player; mm-hmm. it's the greatest. 
Yeah. And his statistical achievements are one thing, but, you know, him being... As a person, just, it's... Yeah. It's something you... That's that's why someone like him is celebrated, because it's not just what he did. On Guys like him, the, the reason why they're superstars is because they don't just rise above on the playing field. It's what they do off of it that also defines them, too. It's, it's something that you don't see as much now. Some players are like that. Some players can handle that. But Roy was – Doc was different. I'll, I'll just say this. I mean, you two, from the what I am I know about you and from what I've been hearing, this guy was, like, on an unbelievable level for you guys. Like, for me, hockey was my life. Uh, actually, I'll say that uh, uh, you know, CFL was second for me. And then it was – Baseball was kind of pushing the third, well, I mean, and the only you know, reason why well, because Jays were bad the, was be, but yeah, Jays were bad. But Holiday was the only thing that kept me interested. Yeah, in those teams. Well, for like a lot of us under thirty, like I like before the twenty fifteen season started, you know, like I would actually joke about the fact that like I don't know why I'm a Jays fan. Like I don't know why I pay attention to the team so much because. This team has done nothing in my lifetime. Like, like I was born in 93. So 93 to 20, well, the end of 2014. It's like I've been an adult for a while. Well, not a while, but, like, I've been alive for we're a still, while. We're still debating whether you're still an adult. but <sighs> I've already He's, come to the conclusion. I mean, I'm a 94, so we're I'm in the same boat as you. I'm, I'm a 96. Yeah, but it's so. like, you know, when you're, like, when you watch something for, like, a long enough time and you have nothing to cheer for, right, it's like, Roy Holiday was the only reason why I stayed. And then after that, it was like, okay, Batista is the reason why I kept just... Bautista reinvigorated, like, Bautista, Laurie kind of reinvigorated, like, anything... Like, when Holiday was traded, people... That was a hard decision for the Blue Jays because... That was the moment that people were just like, wow, this is like the Jays finally saying we're... People people were... Yeah, people were really worried that this was going to be the downfall yeah. of the Blue Jays. But and then it kind of, I mean, not the way they expected it to. They kind of got back to where and it, and then, like for me, like when they trade a holiday, I'm like, I'm done with this. Like I was ready to give up on the Blue yeah. Jays. I did for a bit. I didn't watch. I couldn't. Like, you know, because it was kind of like the same with Matt Sundin. Like, I mean, obviously Sundin, they made the playoffs. It was yeah. a little bit different than what Doc went through, but they never made it to the Cup final. Then when they they quit, they when Sunday just left, broke my heart. Because Remember I, when he came back and scored the shootout winner? I it was I I was shouting at like my TV, watch the backhand because it was obvious he was going to just do that thing and just yeah. Toscola watched him do it in Toronto and just didn't know what was going on. Yeah, and and it was just like. I've seen what can happen to a team when a player is there so long and then you trade him away and it wasn't even like you couldn't be mad. You were never mad at, at Holiday for that trade. I mean, trade. he asked for the trade too. He did he knew it was just not – there yeah. was no way he was going to be able to – I mean, how often do you see a franchise player ask out and then still be loved? Because he asked out respectfully and he knew that you know if he wasn't going to get the chance here, it was like – I want to do it somewhere Not else. Not only that, how, long, how many franchise players have been able to handle that many years of a team being yeah. on, you know, just not able to get it together like Holiday did? 
if it was a player on the Leafs, this would have been like that player would have had a totally different outcome. Yeah. Than what Holiday had. Um, people tried to vilify Sundin when he didn't ask so for the dumb. trade. You can't. Well, you can't because no. he he wanted. I can understand. He played on a fucking line with Michael Renberg and Robert Reichel for his entire, half his career. Like, you know, the way that the Sunday, the sweet. He played on a helicopter line his entire career in Toronto. His no best wings. his best two wingers were Alex yeah. Ponikarovsky and Nick Antropov. Yeah. You're telling me you wouldn't want out? So, it was just. And that one the time you had Alex McGillney, but other yeah, than that. Exactly. Details. But, anyway, baseball. <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, you can't vilify royality. You can never do that. No. And then, I don't, I don't even know if I, here. I don't even know if I want to bring this up, and I think you both know what I'm going to be talking about. Mm. But just when it was the day after. Oh, no, those no, two don't, dickheads! Don't, no, don't, don't, don't. There's no, there's no need to do Let's, that. Here, I'll, I'll touch on it. No, they should you, both be fired. They shouldn't have jobs in sports anymore. They okay. Go I mean, I know themselves. you. I like, I know Austin works in sports radio, but like, there are there are guys that make their living just like making those kinds of statements. I see it. That's why people I like in that. Toronto already had a bad enough view of people in Boston. No, but like, I'm sorry, Boston, but those two douchebags need to get the hell out of our industry. I like that. You know, Toronto media didn't focus on it because exactly. it was like don't ever give these guys the clicks don't don't no. don't don't make them like that's the time don't, of day make, I'm giving don't them. make it about you no. this was my issue with with that my issue wasn't just with what they said about Roy and how he was being reckless with the plane it was they made regardless it regardless how you feel about that he was still a trained pilot at the end of the day he was still a trained pilot yeah right he knew what he was doing yeah it but was I mean, not, it's not like they, a lot of they also knew what they were doing too yeah right I look at other athletes who have had similar. Um, yeah, they're supposed to be experts in their field. Apparently yeah. not. I look at what other athletes that have gone through similar like um, accidents, like Holiday went through, and they all had like they were driving drunk, like you no, know, the boating accident with uh, Fernandez when he was you no know, under the influence driving a boat, yeah, like sure. that. That is something where you can say it's. Also, Ventura died before the season started. Yeah, Ventura's was a little. I don't. I don't really know the full story of that, but yeah, like I remember. I remember seeing the original story, and I said to myself, "I can. I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to watch it." Then, you know what? It was brought up on the radio, and then uh, TSN put the clip. TSN yeah. had put the clip in their in See, their segment what, and I, I'm like you know what I, I was they were they gave us warning that they were going to play it and I'm like you know what I want to listen to it and then I listened to it and I'm just like those guys did, did contributed nothing to the situation and it, it aggravated me and it aggravated uh, it was Scott uh, Scott MacArthur that that put it up. what and Scott I loved MacArthur his said was great because Scott MacArthur really and Scott MacArthur is one of my favorites because, I mean, he's real. Like, he's genuine. genuine. He's He knows what fair coverage is, right? And he was talking about how it felt to him as somebody that covers sports, but also somebody that grew up in Toronto. And he was just, like, going through about, like, how he drove home and felt sick. He took, you know, a different way home so, you know, like he could pass by the dome. And it was like, that's how we all feel, right? Yeah. Just that weird, sick, uneasy feeling. And just he was saying how, like, he thought the TV was on just because, like, he thought that, like, there was some background noise and he was just in silence all day. Mm. Well, I mean, like, all night when he got home. 
right? Just see, and that's and that's what I like that Toronto media didn't really focus on that because like they were too busy doing their own like tributes. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to end this. I mean, I th- we were. I was gonna have to do some Blue Jays talk, but I think you no. know, given how yeah. this this is, I think just sign Otani. No- that's it. There's our Blue Jays talk. <laughs> we'll we'll get it. You know what? We'll get into it next week because the GM meetings are still going on, and we'll have a chance to look at you know the the JD stuff. The, and the last the- thing I want to say about Holiday is I've made sort of a promise to myself. I'm wearing a Holiday jersey every time I go to the dome now. I found one today. I found an old Black Jays jersey that my dad had done with wow. holiday i w- i have a marcus stroman jersey i'm wearing a holiday jersey every single time i mean i i wouldn't go I, i'm not gonna go i have a blank blue jays jersey that i unstitched and oh yeah you unstitched jerseys i yeah. was trying to remember who did that i did because I, I i had a kessel jersey and i remember i unstitched it and then the leafs changed their jerseys and i'm just like well that didn't really work um but no, I, now I, I I was debating who was I gonna put on, and I'm like, I thought about it about putting Holiday, and now it's like because like it wasn't the jersey he wore. I always have this feeling know. like I have a third. I'm not a third jersey. I'm the Leafs' third jersey from like two seasons ago. Yeah, that I have Sundin on, even though he didn't wear it. But it's like, you know what? But people are like, you respect that because like I have my Winter Classic jersey from when I bought it in 2014. And I'm like, who am I gonna put on it? And I'm like, my my uncle's like, you put Matthews, but I'm like, Matthews didn't play in the game, like it wasn't a jersey he wore. But it, you think about it, it's like, yeah, but he's still iconic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. it still works in that you have a Matthews jersey now, and there's no sense of you buying another jersey just so you can have a Matthews jersey. So that's what I'll do with the holiday jersey. And I mean, I won't. I, I still have my Donaldson jersey, so I still would want to wear that. But the holiday jersey. We'll we'll get some uh, we'll get some mileage as yep, well for sure. But um, I, I just want to leave uh, leave this in. I know we want to the Leaf game is starting, so we do want to watch some of. Oh, well, it started, so we do want to watch some of that. But before we do, uh, I just want to ask your favorite holiday moment. I have another story. You have another story. All right. So I told this to um um. So we have a podcast with a B Pro Toronto. It's called um, Artificial Turf Wars, and it's run by uh, Joshua Housem and Craig Wisniewski. Plugged, I plugged it. Um, and they asked the same question. And mine was, um, I went to a game when I was with my baseball team in high school, grade 10, I believe, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we were unsupervised kids, so we ran around the dome. Oh, yeah, there's no problem with that. Tried to find seating in the lower level. Um, and then we, I think by the fifth inning or the top of the fifth was done, we gave up and went back to our seats. By that time, Doc had, I think like seven Ks in five innings and it was like, right, fine. It's cool. And then he ended up striking out 14 in a complete game, you know, and, and that stands out because like, that's what Doc did. Like we weren't mad about the fact that we missed so much of the game. It was just. This is what Doc does, right? Like, it's just, and then I, th- and like, that was one of his best starts, you know, aside from like, him, like almost yeah. getting the no hitter in um, his second start as a J, but that was one of his best starts as a J. And just the fact that we got to watch it, but also go, you know, like, this is just Doc doing his thing. 
I mean, there are a lot of great moments, but like it's cool to like actually get to watch him do it live while also being a kid and just like appreciating the fact that this is just like any regular start for him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I mean for for me, I I only got to see Doc pitch once, <laughs> and. <laughs> And just and surprising enough, he didn't win the game. I mean, he didn't go the full nine innings. That was like my the thing with in my family is my family's not a big baseball family. So in order for me to my dad did take me to a couple Blue Jay games, and that was just because somebody gave us tickets. Like my dad was not a big baseball fan. Uh, my uncle took me. Uh, he got tickets. It was like twenty rows behind the plate, and I I just remember like I was. Hesitant of whether I wanted to go because the Jays weren't doing well, and the, my uncle's like, you know, Holiday might pitch that day. Like, there's a good chance. Like, he he kind of like lined it up that way, and I'm yeah. like, oh, then like that, that was kind of like a lo- like a lot like Blue Jay games where it was like they would struggle to get attendance, and it was a dock start, and instantly thirty thousand. Yeah, we in attendance. Thirty thousand was a lot back then. I got yeah. was like like people were like <laughs> whoever was selling tickets was like frothing whenever there was a Holiday start. Um, and I just remember he didn't he didn't pitch the full game and the Jays lost, but uh, I remember my uncle um, was saying to me he's like oh he's probably pissed off about that. I said well the team didn't play well either. He's like yeah but he probably is gonna put that on himself. And and sure enough I remember um, he we were listening to the radio and it was they had they had him post game and what did he say he was. He let the team down, and I'm like, that was the type of player that Holiday was. Never would put it on his teammates. If he didn't have a good start, or if his team lost, it was on him. But also, when he had a great start, it was never him. It was like, oh yeah, you know, I remember who spoke about this at the um, the uh, ceremony. But like, he always deflected praise, and they yeah. spoke about how his perfect game he. He gave out watches because they all did it together. Right? Oh, it was Charlie Manuel. But just hearing his Toronto stories too, like it, it was never him when they won. It was just we did a, a great job together, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just I, I don't really have a lot of words to say. It's still terrible. I mean, that ceremony was hard to watch. Yeah, that was probably one of the like I I'm when it comes to like funerals and those sort of things. I, I didn't I'm, get emotional with most of the speeches until his wife spoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other time I got emotional during that was when I was watching the montage of, like, all his top moments with Toronto and Philly. Yeah. That's when it you sort of get that visual aspect of this guy's never going to – you're never going to see him again. That's when it sort of hits home. Well, and then you, you also look at how great he was. Yep. Like, who – like, you look at what he was able to do and you're just like – how did the Blue Jays ever have a guy that was just that good? You, like, it, it, you you just can't you just can't because especially after you know what the team is dealing with now, like that like imagine with Holiday on this team now, like you you as a fan you kind of think that and you just go it, you gross that's amazing you feel you feel I wouldn't say sick to your stomach but it's like. You can't believe it. Like you, you just wonder what if, and those are like the the hard what ifs because like it's, you know he he did all he could, and then even with the Phillies that last season was hard on uh, him. Uh, there was, I mean, I remember going to a game, or being on a bus, somewhere, um, and it was like Doc 
was pulled because he could only throw like 83. And it was like, is this the end for him? And then he tried to come back to Toronto. Um, he threw a bullpen or something. And the story goes that like he just didn't have it anymore. And that's why he... And it, it makes you sick to think that. Yeah, just, I mean, just to see somebody that cared like that much about his body and then like his body just like quit on him. Like, I don't know, man. He's still a first ballot Hall of Famer to me. And Blue Jays, I mean, nobody in the Blue Jays organization is probably listening to this. No, but I mean, they're they're 100% doing something now. They're like... like I mean, and Shai Davidi wrote a P, uh, wrote on this. Like, if the first thing you do, like, even if it's opening day, yeah, you are retiring that number. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Level I, I think you put a jersey patch on I as would, well on the sleeve. No, well, like that. Um, that they're doing for sure, anyways. That, yeah, like, absolutely. I think the Phillies are doing I, it too. Probably. I think that they were going to retire his number, but they wanted to wait until the Hall of Fame. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do, it, like, do it over like that weekend. Like, well, he was going on to the level of excellence, anyways. Yeah. The Hall of Fame thing would have got him to retire his number, but now it's like, why not do both and then statue? You know, we talk about we want a statue. At, out. at the at this point, there's no point sense of waiting. Yeah, and it's like, like statue would be. I mean, I can understand why they wouldn't, because then I feel like you need to wait until you see what the family wants, and like obviously. You won't ask the family now, but no. t- there's something um, common, you know, among uh, Jay's fans that we want a statue. And nobody knows exactly what we want, you know. Like, we just but like, you want. won't give, like, you won't do the Batista bat flip because Batista's still like 37, right? Yeah, he's still. This is why I mean, people think this is why I really appreciate what the Toronto Maple Leafs did with Legends Row. Yeah, because yeah, but I feel like even still, that was like well, like well overdue. It was well overdue. Oh, it's yeah. it's just, um, but the reason why I like it is because you can add, and yeah. you can add, and you can add, and you yeah. can add. You you don't stop at x amount of players. If they were if they mentally your organization and had an impact on the what the identity of your team, they get a statue. Uh, Yankees do something similar in center field. But I mean, I, like I wouldn't want something like that. For the Jays, because There's the a, Leafs have a huge, like, a long They history. have a, a long, 100 years. With the Jays, it's like the level of excellence is the highest honor pretty much aside from, like, yeah. getting your – But now it's like – You need something – Like, if you can – like, if people will agree on one statue, I guarantee you it's Doc with, like, his, like, crouch and, like – Right? Like, that's – Him. That's, I think you do one for Alomar eventually. I mean, Alomar, you can do one. Well, I mean, you can, I think you don't you wait do for Alomar. You do one of Robbie with you his can still hands do up. With Robbie. Yeah, that like, run against Oakland. But then if you do that, then y'all also do – uh, Joe Carter jumping in the air, but it's like you do the ones for the icons. Yeah, you don't do it for um, like I don't like. I'm trying. You don't to put think Josh of, Towers on the level of excellence. Well, no, he he wouldn't get <laughs> See, it. And like that's, I'm trying that's, to think of like guys who are on the level of excellence that you wouldn't do a yeah, statue. That's for. the line, though, right? Like it's like okay, you so, can all, so you have these very good players that are like loved when they come back, and then there are the icons that go on to the level of excellence, and then there are the retired ones. Yeah, because. And I feel like if you give one to Doc, you'll have to give one to Robbie, and then you'll have to give one to Joe Carter. But then after that, it's like you don't need any more. No, the and bat flip would be nice, but it's like, you know, it didn't. It you know, but it didn't lead to. If the Blue Jays had won the World Series, yeah, like that's a hundred percent. I mean, people will say Holly never won the World Series, but we Holly all was agree. the best player. He was the best history. player. Like 
Him, Alomar, arguably one, two. Clayton Kershaw is the best pitcher of his generation. He still hasn't won a trophy. Yeah. yeah. So. Same deal. I mean, I don't know how or other baseball teams do it in terms of, like, statues. I mean, I just go off of what the Leafs do. Uh, the Oilers have I, mean, I don't even think you need to have them all, like, in the same place. I mean, I like. You you can do it the Rogers, in different places. Yeah, the Rogers Center location. Like, with the ACC, you won't put one by the other gates on the other side because it's, like, there's Union Station there. It's, like, yeah, you have the street. Maple, Le- Maple Leaf Square is yeah. owned by MLSC. Yeah. Right? They can yeah, do that. That's perfect, right? But with the Rogers Center, it's, like, there are so many places that, like, that you yeah. can, like, hide. And you know around. what? I wouldn't want them all in one place because when – I mean, you could put maybe one or two. Part of the reason is, too, is they want to kind of have, like, that one area where all the statues are. I th- like, I can understand I, that. I but. feel like you could – put them in different spots you know you could put one right by you know the cn tower for like 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 tourists and stuff you have the one by gate five that i would personally move i would put the holiday one by gate five just move the ted rogers well because like gate five like that's the main entrance right but then there's other side by gate like 11 and 12 where it's like a huge walkway you put one there just because there's a lot of space like don't put them all together just like just just put them like all over so like it's like a cool thing for tourists that like you know you see and then maybe like a little thing on why they're there yeah so i think i think that's going to be the interesting thing is to see what they do with that because we i think a a lot of people are in agreement that something has to be done yeah Yeah. i feel like they they will do something it's just a matter of time i would have you know one thing i will bring up that i wish Somebody would have done it, wouldn't even have to have been the Blue Jays, like a memorial site in front of the dome. I, I was, I was, I wanted to see that Philly. because, That's yeah, the they did part. one in Philly, and like, like, I was actually gonna go by there, like, if they had one, but they didn't have much. It was just, just like a picture and stuff like that. It was just, yeah, whatever. Like, I felt like that's the but one, but I feel like part of the reason why because it was cold too. I don't know how cold it was in Philly. Philly is cold, man. Let's hey, just, let's see what fi- Philly, Philly, it gets cold, man. It was, uh, their their weather is not is can get pretty gruesome, um, so I, I think that was the one that I was like, oh, like a memorial would have been nice. Yeah. Fans could have gone by, fans and fans would have gone by. It wasn't cold in Philly last week. See, that, like the coldest it got was minus five on the eleventh, and then like minus one. And it was like it was cold on Wednesday and Thursday. And Tuesday, I think, and it was like I like I feel like that's why you know right because, yeah. I mean, when it's warm and like when it's nice, that there are people walking around anyway. So I, I guess that's why. I was disappointed that like they didn't do anything. I don't think it's on the Jays to do like a memorial. I feel like that that was that a fan's was job. that was probably a fan's yeah, job. That, that was definitely the fan's Richard, job. Richard, let us down. I live in Brampton, all right. <laughs> like I would have yeah. gone there like if there was some. Richard would have just set up his own shrine in front I of did, his house. All right? Um, but I, I think this is a good time to end it. Um, uh, I think there's, we've talked. In, I mean, you can always talk about Doc. I think you can do. A, we could have done a whole two-hour episode on it, but I think we've exhausted. I think what we could do. Um, but I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, the comment section are great for a time like this. If you've got a, a holiday story you want to put in, or just on Twitter, we definitely would love to. Uh, Definitely love to hear, you know, fan side of this. It is your voice, too. So please uh, comment. Put some good uh, memories. Memories are great for times like this. It helps uh, helps with the grieving process. 
I, I guarantee the family that's probably what's helping right now. Uh, in saying that, uh, we do wish our best to the Halliday family and anybody that was really uh, taken by this by this news. Um, we have other podcasts that we will be doing uh, in the coming weeks, so please check back on Blog Talk Radio, which is where we do our podcasts. Uh, you can find all the episodes on tipofthetower.com. Uh, we always tweet them out. And I also put them on Facebook. Make sure you follow us. Uh, you can follow me, uh, D underscore Morisuti, two S's, two T's. Uh, you can find Richard at R. Lee Sam. And you can find Austin at underscore Austin Owens. Thank you, guys. And uh, Doc, God bless you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.